Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to episode 12, I believe, of Car yep. Selling Secrets, sponsored by Walzer Automotive Group. My co-host, Tom Bernard, and... Cassie Schrader. Who's eating? Can you be a little more professional? Go ahead, Andy. Show her how it's done. Andy Bernard. Melissa Kirk. And our special guest, all the way from Walzer Bowler Chevrolet, Mike Fector. We'll be right back after these important announcements. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. My kids do it all the time. Can you do it? Kind of. And don't you put your hands like this? Well, it, about front? I don't know how you do it. Yeah, like how you do it, you it's like you move your hips one way, but your arms are going the other way, and then you switch. Oh. Uh. So okay. it's like this weird. I've tried. It's, it's a coordinated dance. You, you have it. to be nope. coordinated. <laughs> you have to be like super coordinated. I feel like, or practice a lot. I don't know. My or seven year old Fortnite. does it. He just walks around. Just oh, I know. Do, 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 do. Little kids are such a pain in the ass. <laughs> They're so also athletic. They suffer from youth, as, it, as <laughs> they say. It's a, it's a disorder. I was uh, talking to Campbell Walzer, Paul's son, who hiked off down to Wichita about a year and a half ago, and they just uh, appointed him to be the general manager of the Mercedes store down there. Oh, that's cool. He's a, he's a good guy. He really deserved it. He didn't get the job because his, that's his last name. Uh, in that family, you gotta, you're either good or you're, you don't work in the family business. Right, so. right. But I was telling him, I said, you know, I would love to have you on the podcast next time you're in Minnesota. And he goes, well, tell me about the podcast. And I hadn't heard anything about it. So I sent him the links and stuff. And he called this morning. He goes, I love that theme music. Where did you get that? And I said, well, it's, it's me and the missus. So exactly. I would love to have him up here. He's a, he's a great guy. I think he'd be a really interesting guest. Well, he is a good guy. You know, Andy drove him out of town because Andy did a car deal with him. And he decided to leave town right That's after right. that. That's right. Yeah, but, he made know. so much money off him that he just <laughs> I better get to a... A less liberal state, so I can't get incarcerated. Our guest today is uh, Mike, all the way from White Bear, Minnesota. He, Mike, tell us how long you've been at the Polar Chev store and a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh, I've been up there uh, pretty much my entire 
professional career. Uh, I've been up there for about 18 years now. Um, started as an introductory level or entry level salesperson on the show floor and just worked my way up through the management team and did some commercial truck sales and uh, got the opportunity to, to, to get the GM job when Andrew and, and Paul uh, purchased the dealership uh, about a year and a half ago and uh, actually got my opportunity as a GM about eight months ago. So there's where I'm at. I, I have a couple of questions to ask you. So uh, Polashev is owned uh, or was owned by a guy named Thane Hawkins and we <clears throat> bought the Walzers have bought a few dealerships of his over the years. That's where we get our Honda store in Burnsville and one that I ran into the ground. Uh, uh, the Dodge store in Bloomington that's no longer there. They called me the closer every so store. where was that? Right across from La the street from Larry Reed's. So, oh, was right. uh, oh, yeah, okay. Pan and American Boulevard. Just Larry Reed. And Larry's still around. That's what I thought we I are, heard. We are partners with him. He had, uh, and I don't want to go into too much detail because some of it's private, but the recession was tough on a lot of dealers. Oh, God, yeah. Larry needed a little help. He and Paul were buddies, and Paul said, you know, let me come in and help you run the, the, the store. And so a lot of... Uh, it's not really a Walzer store, but it's close. Yeah. Uh, and Larry's, he's, we get in arguments on Facebook all the time because he's a righty and I just love to torture him. But yeah. he's a great guy. He's got a great sense of humor. And you ever play golf with him? I never have. He carries four dozen balls with him. <laughs> a little he, erratic, huh? So, yeah, so he's real good then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's real good then. He, he's, he's got a great radio. He would have a great voice for radio. Yeah, he does. He was oh, never an yeah, advertiser on the morning show. It was weird. I suppose that's because, uh, but although Chrysler, I, I did Chrysler for years. I didn't do a dealership. So anyway, back to uh, Thane. He there goes your cable again. My cable's gone. Oh, shit. Can you handle this job or not? It's my fault that the my cable doesn't he just, work. He put a new cable in there. It's my first day. I got no, he didn't. You want this one? No, it's working now. <laughs> I was the one that shorted took this thing out a week ago anyway it's my i've heard this story but i don't know that it's true i know that thane was a he was a naval aviator wasn't he uh yeah navy pilot and really? did he also fly for uh northwest airlines uh he did because uh... the story that i've heard and but nobody's ever verified it is that northwest went on strike and he and another and another guy were pilots and they started selling cars for wally mccarthy just for the hell of it and he thought, really? I think I'll be a dealer. Is that now? Is that true? Yeah, right? yeah. Obviously, the you know the the story is best told by Thane, great storyteller. Yeah. Right? I, I unlike Larry Reed, I still see him on a pretty much daily <laughs> basis. But um, yeah, he was a, a Navy pilot, and uh, they went on strike. And him and uh, his good buddy, uh, I can't his name. Uh, Gary Maddox. Yeah, Gary Maddox, oh, Gary yeah. Maddox. Who yeah. uh, at Town yeah. and Country Dodge? Yep. And. Uh, yeah, they got into selling cars, and actually, you know, the relationship with the Walzers and uh, Thane started with, um, you know, Paul's dad, uh, Jack, giving Thane his first management job. Oh, was that right? Yeah. Really? That's where it started. So did he steal Thane from Wally? Uh, I'm, I don't know. Because Wally, uh, Jack worked for Wally, and I think they had a falling out, and then he, he made a, it was a big joke, he'd just steal all his good managers. Sure, sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, that could be, um, but that's that's how he got started. And then, uh, again, he's a great storyteller, and I, I'm not going to do his stories justice, probably. But basically, what it comes down to is, um, you know, he he borrowed about twenty five thousand dollars from his father, took a small loan out, bought his first dealership for like, um, you know, total out of cash for about fifty grand. And here we are today. Those really? days are are well yeah. behind us now. Yeah. God, fifty grand open a dealership? Well, I mean or that was, was his cash. Open? That yeah, was his cash, cash out of right. pocket or cash in in the but beginning. But seriously, at fifty grand? Yeah. I uh, I worked good. for Maury Wagner for a little while back in the late eighties, and Maury, interesting. A lot of these car guys, their backgrounds are really interesting. Maury was an auto mechanic, worked on foreign cars in a little garage in Long Lake, and in the sixties. The U.S. car business was really three companies. It was Ford, Chrysler, and GM. They had 90% of the market, and mm -hmm. all the other franchises had 10. So what happened was, especially when the Asian OEMs came into uh, the country, they'd just give franchises away. So Maury's, like, working, and he says, how would you like to be a Fiat dealer? And he goes, yeah, okay, what do I do? And he goes, well, we need a couple of grand for parts and a sign, and that's it. Find we'll the building. Cars. And Mazda, <laughs> really? and Subaru, and all this sort of stuff. Really? Now, a lot of them flop, but a lot of them were, you know, 
you know, Honda came to town in the late 60s, early 70s and started giving away Honda dealerships. And now, um, when a dealer, and we are getting into car selling secrets, but that's okay. So when a dealer uh, wants to buy a dealership, the manufacturer tightly controls two things. How many of those are in a given market? Like if, if Paul Walzer says, you know, I've got $100 million, I want a Ford franchise, Ford will say, we've already got enough, sorry, to right, keep your 100 Right. And they also tightly control um, the, the dealer candidate that gets it. So if you don't have car experience, if you can't pr a proven track record, chances are Warren Buffett was the exception, but not many no. people have Warren Buffett money. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. bought 130 at one crack, although oh. he's smart enough to hire a, you know, an automotive management team to run them. But in this day and age, if we wanted to buy a Honda dealership in the Twin Cities, we would pay for two things, the physical assets, the cost of the land, the inventory, and all that sort of stuff, mm -hmm. and then Blue Sky. And Blue Sky in a Metro Honda dealership right now is 15 to $20 million. Really? And it wasn't that long ago that... Yeah. And, a, and a lot of car guys back in the 60s and 70s laughed at the Japanese OEMs and told them to pound sand. <laughs> really? And it wasn't very long. If you think about Honda, they were making crappy little cars in the early 70s. Mm -hmm. And then they made the first Honda Civic, I think, in its 76 or 77, which really was a groundbreaking car. It put them on the map. It was a quality uh, car. It rusted to death like all 80s cars did. But people loved them, and they just it was just off to the races. So it's uh, it's... For those of us in this generation of car retailing, we look at guys like Thane and Gary Maddox buying dealerships for twenty-five grand and go, yeah, oh, where was I? Yeah, I don't know. You know, obviously, I don't know exactly what the number is, but it, it's somewhere in that range. And then Thane has had just a, a knack for getting in and getting out at the right times. Um, you know, he's bought and sold ten or twelve dealerships over the years and, and done pretty well of them. In fact, one of the best stories and, and you might tell it better than I, because it, it, it comes out every time you have lunch with them. But uh, you know, Thane and, and Paul have done a lot of business together mm -hmm. over yeah, the years. Right. In fact, almost every time Thane uh, got out well not every time, but uh, Paul has bought some of those dealerships and one of the most recent ones, um, well it was about twelve years ago now, but he bought uh, he bought the Honda store from us. Walzer Paul bought yeah, the Honda store right from before the recession. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and that's that's not even the kicker. The the, the story is uh, again. I'm not going to give it the justice the story, but uh, how it goes is basically they they had a negotiation over the Honda store, and then Thane said something to the effect of, "Hey, would would you mind taking the Subaru with it?" He did. And now it's one of our most successful that, stores. That's exactly right. So when we went in there, and, and J-Lo was, I think, the first manager at Subaru. It was in Burnsville. Actually, they're building a brand-new store where the old one used to be. And they were selling, I don't know, eight, nine Subarus a month, so yeah. like, something like that. And we're like, come on, J-Lo, we got to get up in the 20s. And I was like, oh, my God, you, I have to double the business? Yeah, you got to get up there. And then he did, and then we thought, you know, we're going to build a new Honda store, the recession hit, so that put that on the back burner. Let's move Subaru down to this place where Alex bought her car on Cliff Road in 35. Mm -hmm. And we've got six service bays, and this place is going to be enormous. Okay, you know, we should be able to sell 40 or 50 Subarus a month, which was a lot of pressure to put on a young general manager, but J-Lo did a nice job. Yeah, they do about 200 cars a month now down there. and really? We sold the, outgrew the facility, and we have to build a brand-new Actually, we're building two Subaru stores right now in the Twin Cities. But thanks to Thane for giving that yeah, one away. Right, right. <laughs> he got out of the Honda business at the right moment, but he, but he, nobody real, including us, we didn't see the rise of Subaru. And a lot of it, credit goes to a local ad agency, Carmichael Lynch, who's actually national. Mm -hmm. But right about that time, they became the national account manager, and they were started that whole Subaru campaign that you still see today. Love, it's what makes Subaru a Subaru. Their commercials are fabulous. They never give the product away. It's all about, you know, it's kind of the culture of Subaru that a lot of people respond to. Alex and Dan are perfect Subaru customers. Yeah. Dog yeah. lovers, kids, sports active, outdoors people. That's mm -hmm. right up the heart, the, the middle. So I'm glad you verified that story about, because I'm like, so a Northwest pilot, how drunk were they when they called up Wally and said, hey, we want to sell some cars while we're on strike? That's amazing. It is. Yeah. It's a great story, to tell you the truth. It is. And I uh, 
all the what it's been 34 years now that I've been I've been plugging cars whether it was with you know Dodge Chrysler back in the day and then once I started what we figured that was what 13 years ago now yeah I think so God, I can't believe that's 13 years already <sighs> putting up with your uh, oh here <laughs> we go don't ever talk to Doug <laughs> I just want you to know that no it is an interesting business and you do meet some characters that own dealerships oh I yeah I'll tell you that oh yeah it's like oh my god well Larry's a pretty much a character he's a character you he's, tell a great story about Larry Reed. Which one? The one about he's in a hotel room with his wife in Vegas. Is this appropriate? No, it was in Phoenix. Phoenix. No, it's appropriate. Go ahead. It is? Well, the one I'm thinking of, he thought something bad happened yeah, to him. Yeah. Well, okay, because he didn't really. So, yeah. I mean, it was just a joke. But I'm talking to him. I said, where are you? He goes, I'm at the Phoenician in Phoenix. I said, oh, yeah? What, what are you doing? He goes, I just... We're up in the penthouse, it's a beautiful view, and it's unbelievable. Oh, hold on a second. He puts the phone down, and I hear him walking across the room. And then about two minutes later, I hear him walking back to the phone. He picks up the phone, doesn't say anything other than, I thought she fell off the balcony. She didn't. <laughs> like, oh, God, Larry. That's a Larry story. <laughs> that is a Larry story. And he didn't wish her any will. That's not, don't read it. See, no, I don't know if you, can, you, can, you can't even tell jokes like that anymore because everybody gets offended. See, he wasn't serious. Calm down. The show's yeah. called Car Selling Secrets. This is not for the dainty. <laughs> it's not for the dainty. <clears throat> it is pretty amazing, though, man. Some of the stuff that, that gets called out is really tasteless. Like, settle down, will you? Yeah, I, I, and it's it's probably just going to get worse eventually. And but uh, what are you going to do? Maybe I'll just see if I can buy Ted Kaczynski's cabin and go live there. <laughs> yeah, have to put up with anybody. Just sit out there in the woods and eat honey or something. I don't know. Call up Chris Lindahl, see yeah. if he can make an offer on. Yeah, <laughs> make an offer on a a honey hut. Yes, I'm sure that'd go over really, really big with Kay. Yeah, Catherine probably wouldn't be going with me. Yeah, on that I don't one. think you'd see her ever again. It's a possibility. So, do you think it, you think it is going to get worse? Oh, sure. I don't know why. Why would it get better? I know. Yeah, yeah, get, well, you're right. It'll get worse until something like a civil war happens. You think really? It'll, you you oh, do think yeah. there's going to be a civil war coming? Pretty sure. Kind of looks like unfortunately, but for sure before yeah. it changes. I, it's just it's the only thing that makes people stop is actual problems. They need something to worry about, because otherwise they'll worry about dumb crap. Maybe the Japanese will bomb Pearl Harbor again. That's what we need. Honestly, that would help. But I don't really understand that, because they create their own problems and then bitch about having problems. I don't get that. Well, it's that illusion. Yeah. You know, don't pay attention what this hand's doing, because you're watching this hand. The government is constantly pinning us together and fighting and... It's true. We'll be back more with Carson Zegrin. What do you think of that? You know you've got a great theme song when people start singing it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. 
Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Is this Doug playing the guitar? No, no. It's Don Don Henley playing the most complicated drum beat that he's ever played. He's a very simple drummer, but that intro is kind of cool. It is. Well, it's nice out. It's going to, I think it's supposed to be like 83 today, and then tomorrow it's going to be 88. 88, yeah. So it's finally taking a turn, but then I think Saturday goes back down to 65. Shut up. No, it's at 74 (laughs) now. Oh, it changed? It changed to 70. Well, check. It's going to be nice weather for the tour. Oh, shut up. Did you just tell me? I did. That's really nice of you. If you are listening live and want to call in or text with comments, criticisms, the new talk and text line number is area code 612 295 1526. That's 612-295-1526. When we were off the air, we were talking about entitlement, which is kind of a long-running... Entitled. Long-running... I can't even talk now. I'm going to have some more coffee. And and some of the people were saying, well, so it's going to get to the point where people just come in and demand free cars. And Mike and I were talking about, you know, it is, it is something you have to learn how to do is deal with the public because most people are really reasonable and nice and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, but there are some people that are really unreasonable and I'll tell stories about, uh, one particular customer. I don't remember his name. This is 12 years ago. And if you're listening, this is pretty funny, but, um, I was running the Nissan dealership in Burnsville, and I was gone. I think it was out of town for a dealer meeting with Nissan or something like that. And when I got back, there's the, the manager, the, the new car manager, is like, there's this guy that bought an Altima from us. He's just crazy. He, I can't shake him. Can you talk to him? I'm like, okay. So I called the guy up, and he bought a brand-new Nissan Altima, 6, 7 o'clock at night in July. He lived out west of Shakopee. He's driving at home and runs into a hailstorm. And he blames us for the hailstorm and he wants the car repaired. <laughs> and when he first told me this, I started laughing. And then I realized, oops, he's serious. <laughs> serious. He, he thinks this is actually going to happen. Uh, yeah, so he gets caught in a hailstorm and it's your fault. Yes. Uh, his, his contention was that we should have weather alert radios on playing 24-7 in all the dealerships. Uh, okay. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Why didn't you check the weather before you drove your new car? Well, I was going to say, did you notice that big black cloud that you were driving <laughs> yeah, into? Exactly. <laughs> Mike, I'm sure you got some more stories like that. Yeah, you know, once somebody started down a path and they've made a decision that uh, that they're going for it, they'll, they'll justify it just about any way. Yeah. But, uh, I think we're fortunate, actually. I know Brett mentioned it last week, but, you know, in the White Bear Lake community, we've got such a loyal customer base. You really do up there. A community that has supported us for, you know, 50 years. So I was doing a little research, you know. Uh, I, well, I, I listened to prepare a little bit, right? I listened to the last two podcasts with tough acts to follow, right? You got uh, John Peterson, you know, professional baseball player. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Right? It's like, so yeah. that's, that's how you throw you a know, slider. That's twins cool. are doing well. And then and then Brett last week is, uh, you know, you, you haven't heard the long story. You probably have, but the long story with his son tattooing. There's a lot of layers of fun with yeah. that one. So I was just kind of thinking about what, you know, what potentially I was going to tell as a story, and I, I couldn't come up with anything. But, uh I would revisit the community and the fact that they've supported that that bear on the top of our roof. For, Phenomenal. From '64, actually, is what is I is that when it today. started? Yeah, went up in 1964. Wow. <clears throat> Had its what 50. You know, White Bear birthday. reminds my wife is born and raised in Hastings, and those towns remind me of each other because they're not like fabricated suburbs. No, yeah. no, they're, they're not. They were actually villages that kind of stayed, and, and the people are really loyal to the local businesses, and it's a different feel. It's They're like real towns. Yeah, it was a cabin. And no offense to people that live in Rosemont. I'm one of them, or Apple right. Valley, like Cassie, but those are kind of more like fake towns. There's no real city center. There's no downtown Apple Valley, but White Bear is a you know a village on a lake, and, the, and Hastings is a river town. So. Yeah, it started as a cabin town. You know, people would come up from St. Paul on even, I guess, horseback yep. right and trolley yeah, and yeah. then eventually the train went into there so 
as you as you walk through downtown where the dealership used to be in 1963 that's that's the feel you get because Towsley started in a gas station in downtown White yeah. as well so yeah, that's right. worked for the guy who ran that and owned it for a long time um i do have something to talk about car related i was doing some research i'm i'm puzzled and i talked to john peterson about this a couple weeks ago it's there's a there's a pushback against electric cars going on right now and i never i don't really quite understand it but chevrolet has built some wonderful hybrid cars i think they made some marketing mistakes and i think they continue to do so the chevy volt i thought was a great car although they're going to discontinue it i don't think a lot of people understood that it was a partial electric uh uh, partial hybrid car and then they so they confused everybody with that and then they replaced it with the chevy bolt which is so close to volt yeah it's just adding confusion right but in doing some research because we've got You've got six or seven bolts up there, I think. Yeah, we've got quite a few. And there's some really good rebates and incentives on them. And on top of that, I'm like, okay, what about the federal tax deal? So I did a little research on this. If you're in the market for an electric car, you need to get off your ass and buy one in the next four or five months because it's going away. This is uh, this is the last year of the uh, federal rebates on electric cars. And in fact, in October, they get cut in half, and then between October and the end of the, the year, they go down to nothing. Aren't one of the state it, ones going away, too? Well, there's never has been a state one in Minnesota. Not, no, uh, not in Minnesota. California still has some uh, additional rebates. but I'm surprised Minnesota doesn't. Well, they don't like to spend money on things that make sense, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> Pretty much true. Wow. But, it, but yeah. it is a little confusing, and if you're in the, in the market, you should get a, a little professional advice because... They're up to federal rebates. In other words, you have to have a federal tax bill of of yeah. more than what the rebate is. If yep. you're not paying any federal taxes, you're right. not going to get. Right. You know, the top one now is seventy five hundred. Now, General Motors, because this is really going to get complicated, but they've sold more than two hundred thousand hybrids and electric cars, mm-hmm. so their rebates get cut in half. Nissan might run into that problem with the Leaf. Tesla ran into it already. So for cars like the Bolt. It's only a thirty-seven hundred and fifty dollar rebate, but that still brings that's still that's, more than most people's or federal taxes. Thousand dollar discount, yeah. and the bolt. The, the problem with the early electric cars, and the Leaf was one of them, is that the range, range wasn't very yep. good, and it really created a lot of anxiety. You don't know this, Mike, but Tom uh, owned one of the first Teslas in the in the state uh, back when they just made Roadsters. Not one of. Was the first. Oh, I'm sorry. Can uh, you play the you Tom's Parade music for me, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the four-hour version would be good. Yes, we'll I am Tom. I am first. More um, of me now. But I think the Bolt range is, it's over 200 miles, isn't it? You know. And I'm, I don't mean to we, put you on the spot. I thought we talked about this, Doug. Well, and General Motors is tough. <laughs> Mike's like, you know, I'm a sales process guy. I like to talk to people. My product knowledge isn't that great. And, of course, General Motors is one of the biggest yeah, and most complicated. models. That's right. Yeah. Wow. But, I, um, but it, it is extended substantially from where it was. And the whole idea of the, the, the tax credit, obviously, was to incentivize people to start to buy them, right, to start mm-hmm. to go down That's that right. road. Who knows where we'll be um you know 10 years from now with the the electric cars right but uh they put a bill in place i don't know if you call it a bill but they put this program in place uh to basically wean wean that incentive off and as you said this is uh this is the end of it more than likely so basically you can get a car that runs on electricity gets over 200 miles per charge for under thirty thousand dollars now that's amazing and unlike the tesla experience there's how many Chevy dealers across the U.S.? Yeah. Because the support network is a big deal when you're buying cars like that. Right. For the most part, they don't need much maintenance. But right. if you do have an issue with a car like that, you can't take it to Jiffy Lube and yep. say, hey, I, our uh, incubator just blew a Delta of 50. Do you have one laying around? Yeah. And they'll go, no, go to Chevy. Sure. Right. So I have a question for you guys. and I'm, Because I, it seems to me that emissions from uh, a gas-powered automobile now are not that big a deal any longer. They're better than they used to be. Yeah, they're way better than they used to be. Yeah, way better than they used to be, but I suppose it depends who you ask, right? I mean, really? Well, I mean, there are there are obviously groups of you know people that would think that the the smallest minute piece of exhaust emissions would be too much, right? Mm, yeah, so, but but then in that case, what are trees you know, going to breathe? Eighty percent of 
the electricity generated comes out of burning oil or gas or it coal. Does. A lot, so, a lot of it's oil. natural gas now. And that's a, that's a very good point when you're talking about is this electric car really environmentally friendly? Mm-hmm. It really depends, on where, depends on where you live and how right. the electricity is produced. Yeah. If it's nuclear or, or, or uh, natural gas, yeah, they're way, way more environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. If you're... You know, if it's Russia or India where they still have tons oh, of coal God. plants, yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of you yeah, know, it's a moot point call to pay Peter. Yeah, I just uh, people keep going off the deep end about the emissions, and they're not that bad on the new cars. Uh, I mean, trees breathe CO2, don't they? They breathe carbon, right? So what are they going to breathe if there's no carbon? <laughs> I can tell you from personal experience that, that that's still... Not that great. And here's why I say oh, that for a long time. I was a full-time used car buyer. I was the used car director for Walzer for six or seven years. And one of our sources of used car inventory are auto auctions. Now, a lot of them we attend online now, but as part of the right. training. And when I did it, we would actually go out to Minneapolis Auto Auction or the one out by Dayton, and there's right. one in Shakopee. And I can tell you, the way it works, it's a big, long building with about 12 different auction lanes. They drive the cars in there one after another. You bid on them. They sell, they'll sell a car about every 45 seconds at, a, at an auction. Yep. When you're out there for three hours standing in that lane buying cars, by the time you're going home, you've got a splitting headache. You're about ready to throw up. It's yeah. it's really bad. Yeah, they'll run 1,700 cars through. car people... They OSHA would shut them down, yeah. but they go, oh, they're just a bunch of car salesmen. We'd be better off if we killed they'll be them anyway. Dead by, they'll be <laughs> dead right. soon anyway. That's right. <laughs> That's nice. I actually found from the Bureau of Transportation Statistics a chart of this kind of thing. Do you know what total HC is? Because I don't. Hydrocarbon, Hydrocarbon, I would guess. I guess that I don't makes know, sense, but yeah. But uh, for pretty much every vehicle, it's gone down quite substantially in the right. past 20 years. Right. For Especially for, like, duty vehicles, it's down, yeah. like, to one fifth of what it was in 2000. So that's terrific. If you you know if you go to like back to the 50s, the big car show that comes up in the end of June, right. or drive behind any classic car, you realize what it, you remember what it was like back in the 60s mm-hmm. and 70s. I mean, no, I mean they're cool looking cars, but they are. Oh my God, do they stink? They Spray really some do. lead right into your lungs. My yeah. favorite thing is I always know when the classic car show is on because I drive 694. And they're broken down. I know. It's all yeah. over the place. It's cool. It's hilarious. There's about five of them broken down. Well, we, have, we have a couple of um, texts from listeners if you want to hear them. Love no, it. we don't want to hear Somebody's them. Somebody's going to roast me on the mileage on that uh, bolt. You know that, right? <laughs> I think it's Thanks, too, thanks I think a lot. It's no, it's, it's yeah. like 120. Well, I can't. Uh, Joe from Louisville, he has a Ford C-Max. He works at the Ford plant a, he works. He builds Fords. Okay. Yeah, and he has a hybrid, and he gets close to 500 miles per 13 gallons of gas. Yeah, that's amazing. Really? So that's, that's yeah. huge. Man. Yeah, so I, I think that uh, the Bolt is like 120 miles on just, a, a, you know, the electric charge. Right, right. Mm-hmm. right. Right, yeah. And then there's Officer Dave who says he doesn't take his Mustang out if there's more than a 30% chance of rain. Oh, <laughs> big baby. I love Officer well, Dave. I remember I you used to have some sort of, I don't know, sports car kind of thing. And in the winter, that your driveway getting up to the gate, you mm-hmm. literally couldn't. Well, I don't think the Mustang would make it in the snow, would it? No, God, no. Yeah, no. No. This rear-wheel drive with <laughs> yeah, exactly. 400 horsepower or whatever it is, yeah, it's not, you know. Yeah, one of the first cars I owned was a Mustang V8. It, it goes nowhere, yeah. especially especially yeah, right. for a 16-year-old kid. I actually yeah. wonder yeah. how my aunt's wife does that because she's got a Mustang convertible. Um, she bought it for her 50th birthday. She was like, I'm going to buy it cash. Crisis? No, she was like, I'm going to buy it cash. I've been planning this for I'm going to buy a cat? Oh, cash. Cash. Oh, I want to buy a cat and a Mustang. So it is a midlife crisis. (laughs) (laughs) No, but they keep it it in the Black Hills. And I don't know how she even goes up all them hills. Rainy and snowy, I mean. I suppose. It just needs to get a grip. That's the problem. The grip isn't fantastic. Yeah, because you're going up the mountain, like, not the mountain, the hill. Yeah. Um, but you're going up the hill really windy to get up to yeah, the cabin. bluffs and everything there. Yeah. One of my favorites, a car that you also arranged for me to pick up. I got to get the four wheel drive of that Jaguar. All right. I really do. Um, Catherine was driving it, and I don't think she really realized how much power. Was it XJR? Yeah, it's a, a, we're talking, it's a, it's a 2014. Yeah, it's an XJR, but it's a supercharged one. I think they're supercharged. 450 horsepower. It's, 450 it's enough. Horse, right? Yeah. So we're driving down I-95, 
okay? We're driving down I-95, and this guy's annoying Catherine. He's, like, tailgating her or whatever. So she figures, I'm going to get out of the way from this guy. So she's doing 60, and she punches it. The tires started spinning like mad smoke's coming up. Yeah. She's fishtailing. I'm like, honey, you want to back off of the accelerator there, dear? It's 450 horsepower. Don't do that. Did yeah. she like that? Oh, she loved it. Yeah. She absolutely. I'd get away from anybody. It was fantastic. We'll take a quick break here. Be right back with the final segment of Car Selling Secrets by Walzer Automotive Group. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Mustang Sally. Is this the wicked picket? It's the real one. It's the only one. Oh, God. You know, playing in bands, there's two songs that you're forced to play, and as a result, you absolutely hate. This is one of them, and the other one's Brown Eyed Girl. Oh, yeah. Why do you so, hate playing this one, though? Because it's a great song, but you don't need to... It's been done. Listen it's to loping. the Wilson Pickett version. Yeah. You don't need yeah. to hear cover bands do Mustang Sally. And it's just, it's the... It's true. Music my, of the lowest common denominator. My favorite and, Wilson Pickett. His is, um, is it A Thousand Dances? Yeah. Yeah, that's Land like my... Land of a Thousand Dances. Land of a Thousand Dances. Yeah. That's like my absolute favorite. He was kind of a badass. Yeah. Uh, he shot his drummer. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say yes. When it's a little understatement. Your drummer, drummer lost the beat. He gets on the on the tour bus and shoots him. That's yeah, a bad no, a lot of Some of those musicians were tough guys. I think that's probably this guy I'd never want to mess with was Take the drummer that? in Cream, Ginger Baker. Ginger Baker. Oh, yeah. He went after Jack Bruce at a gig with a knife. <laughs> had him on Baker. the ground and clapped and had to break him up. So it makes Ginger Ike Baker's Turner awesome. not look so bad. Huh? Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I I still would, yeah. Yeah. He's a white beater, though. Yeah, that's, I know. Yeah, that's another is. class exactly. of people. He yeah. just he just flashed his hands at people like this. At least the bass player would have uh, the opportunity <laughs> to defend himself. Yeah. So. Exactly. Oh, your mic's you, acting up again. I know. You're we a disaster. Need, we need a new cable. And yeah. that is a new cable. Except, yeah, it? it is a new cable. I wonder if the mic's finally on its way out. Hitting the wall. Could be the fittings are bad. Yeah. It's all the swearing. Yeah, I've actually had to take one of the mics on apart it. before and kind of put everything back where it should Mike, be. Mike, so. he spits a lot when he talks. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize it was going to be a hazard when I came down. Watch out, Blab. <laughs> it is unbelievable. So I want to talk about something that I, I get calls this time of the year from customers and friends, and it all starts the same. It usually has to do with a kid that's graduating from college or high school and the question is and you probably get this too mike hey what have you got uh for like a jeep wrangler that's super reliable for five grand <laughs> yeah no problem you notice mike's reaction yeah. it doesn't exist okay don't do I, i'm not gonna try to find you that car especially if you're gonna give it to your kid that's going off to college because when it breaks down um you're gonna call me and there's nothing i can do so what i is the Over? bacon done? Yeah, what's going <laughs> yeah, on? Something's wrong think, there. Is it? It's his mic. It's yep. your mic. Oh. 
I don't know why. Well, All right, we'll, we'll just. Whoa! Oh, now oh. we lost mine. Hello, check. No, yours is good. Are you still with us, Mike? But I don't know. Am I? Oh yeah, yeah there, there it is. is. You oh. sounds good. Whatever just happened, it fixed it. It's it's this box right <laughs> here. As soon oh, as I touched it, we got we shut need, down. We need, we need to get, to get rid, rid of those. those they're things. Not, they're a disaster. Yeah. Another. I don't know what they do, but I here, think they cause. I think they cause voltage spikes, which mess yeah. up. Mess yeah. up the just back to the story. So yep. What I started doing a few years ago, and actually Shelley Wilkes is one of the first person I said, you know what, you want to do yourself a favor. Who? Shelley Wilkes. Who? <laughs> in management, uh, area VP at that. Uh, management, yeah. cutting in and out here. Yeah. Um, no, you're fine. Is look into leasing. Look into leasing just basic automobiles. You can lease. Actually, Walzer's got a lot of sign and drive leases in the two hundred to two hundred fifty dollar a month range. It's a way better use of your money than buying some hundred and twenty thousand mile car that's going to break down. Right. And here's the big advantage, especially if they're going out of town. They run out of gas, they've got roadside assistance. They lock their keys in the car, they get roadside yeah. assistance. They get a flat tire, they get roadside assistance. Because you buy that $5,000 Wrangler that looks really cool, but it's been beat to death. Yeah. Guess who the roadside <laughs> assistance player is? It's yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever get those calls in the middle of the night? Or were your kids pretty good pilots? Uh, they, yeah, well, they never caused any no. problems. Okay. Well, what Alex used to do, though, and it's very, very true, I, she did it like three times. She'd be sitting in her car. She always got the brand new uh, Audi A5 every couple oh, of years, wow. whatever, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I got no. I got really nuts about that. Keeping that, what's the safest car that yeah. you could drive, and that was the safest car. And so the kids got got brand new cars all the time. But somebody would, uh, you know, carelessly back into her and put a, a ding in the car, and she'd get out and go, "Oh, don't worry about it. My dad will pay for it." Like thanks, oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> like really, you should, you should have put her in the Wrangler. <laughs> yeah, right. never mind, Wrangler. never mind yeah, that never, last piece. Never mind the Audi V5. No, it's uh, there's a lot of people that still have. No, one thing I notice, and people get mad at me about this, but tough titty is all I have to say. You drive down the highway, you see a Prius, and go, "There's a bad driver." It's Why are all the Prius drivers such bad you drivers? You know, kind of true. It's true. It's true. They're terrible drivers. And a lot of them are pretty aggressive, too. Have you noticed that? Yes, absolutely. And it's not all hybrids are electric. It's just the Prius. It's just well, the, the Prius. Well, the Prius is Kleenex. Reason. I mean, they've Toyota did a great job developing that into an actual brand. Yeah, oh, they so did. Absolutely, they did. You yeah, know, when people buy true. electric or hybrid cars, it might be a Bolt. It might be a Volt. It could be. I mean, there's a lot of different choices. But yeah. the Prius... Is like yeah. a, it's it's like its own thing, and they mm -hmm. and hats off to Toyota because they they recognize that and they expanded the family. There's like five different Prius models now. Mm -hmm. One but, of my favorite stories: a friend of mine was on 394, and this Prius is driving along, and it's the guy apparently was not paying attention, so he's drifting in and out of his lane quite a bit. Probably filling the bowl. So yeah, yeah, probably. So my friend taps, just taps the horn, didn't honk his horn, yeah. just taps the horn a couple times, just let him know, hey, you're crossing over. And the guy leans out the window, gives him the finger, and goes, F you, like this, right? My friend said the greatest part of it was, there's the bumper sticker, coexist. Yeah. <laughs> I saw one, and I took a picture of the bumper I sticker. I just so wanted to meet the guy because he had a coexist sticker. And <laughs> oh, yeah, with, that's right. You up told with me Catholics. Um, up with Catholics. And then Bush yeah. Quail. Like, <laughs> really? This car wasn't even built when Bush and Quail ran. Yeah. It was like 1986. It's like those people with Wellstone stickers on new cars. Yeah, yeah they like, do. So they they're clearly like they. How do you even get a sticker like that off your car without destroying the sticker? They have a box of Wellstone well, stickers. Well, still people still have lawn uh, signs for Wellstone. Oh, really? Oh, That's yeah. a little well, excessive. Um, what's the, uh, where dealer sells at? Uh, Nicollet Island? Oh, yeah, Nicollet Island. There are a couple of houses there that have big old giant Wellstone billboards in their front yard. Hmm. So I don't know if they know this or not, but there's been a change in the, <laughs> right. the yeah. lineup. Yeah. <laughs> God, that, was a, that is a tough one. Didn't his wife and one of his kids die with yeah, him, Yeah, I think his uh, wife was with him. That's terrible. Campaign yeah, manager. Was. They were, it was up north somewhere, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Like, it was up way up north. Back in the days when every light plane ever 
was just constantly crashing. This was a King Air, though. I mean, that's was, a yeah. pretty that's a substantial plane. Yeah. That's a that's a what three or four million dollar twin engine. Oh, oh yeah, airplane. I'm saying pilot. that because we used to fly that thing down to Wichita every week when when they first bought that. So, oh, is that right? Yeah. Tell them to get a G five, and then I'll go down with you. <laughs> well, I think they really. <laughs> Andrew uh, is a very enthusiastic owner, and his idea yeah. was just, let's get everybody down. We'll go back and forth and back and forth. And after about three months of that, I think they finally got the bill from the airplane oh. guy. All right, well, let's cut back on the switch attack thing a little bit. The They're doing fine. Here's a fun fact from Boots on the Ground with Officer Dave. He says, Prius drivers are generally going over the speed limit. He stops many Priuses more than, like, just as much as trucks and sports cars, and they all have pre-existing damage on them. <laughs> Thanks, well, I'm Officer I'm sure Dave. repairing a Prius is not cheap. No. I'll tell you something about that. I want to give out the number because we get to get this in people's heads. It's cool that people are texting in. 612 295 Keep them coming. Mm-hmm. The talk and text line here. One That's of the, really funny. We've had um, to, I'm sorry, go ahead. My One of my friends has a really funny story about a Prius. So he was driving. So he, they used to live in Hudson, and he was he would work in Oakdale. Oh, so yeah. So he'd dri- take yeah. that drive. And, you know, it's, it's a decent, fast amount coming from Wisconsin into Minneapolis, or into mm-hmm. Minnesota. Um, and he was probably going about five miles per hour over the speed limit. Well, this Prius followed him and, like, cut him off and then followed him all the way to his work. Really? Like, followed him. Like, And then he got there. They called. He called the police on my friend, saying that he was weaving in and out of traffic and driving mm. way too fast and all this stuff. And so my friend tells the cops, he's like, but yet he's following me and made it all the way to my work. I don't think so. He's like, if I'm going way too fast, then that means he was going way too fast. (laughs) So the cop is just like, he's just like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) He said, he just turns to him and he says, sir, I'm sorry, but he has a good point. I'm not going to do anything about this. Yeah, I mean, why? But yeah, like this Prius just, this Prius driver just was like, mm. I'm going to harass this guy because he's going a little bit faster than the speed limit and make a big deal about it for over nothing. <laughs> I just did receive from, from Joe in Louisville, it's actually not the Prius, it's the Pius. I didn't realize. The Pius. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I understand there. I've never even ridden in one, but I understand they're great cars, aren't they? The newer ones are nice. The yeah, first yeah. couple generations well, yeah, were... They were, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it, they were like sensible shoes. Yeah. They worked really yeah. well, they're very right. functional cars, but yeah. they were not pleasant to ride in. It was kind of mm. like the interiors were designed by the Russians, and oh. it's just not, the, but the latest generation is pretty cool. They, they t- talk about dealing with pissed off customers. This, I think it was the second generation Prius. Now, these cars are all designed by engineers, but they mm. don't always think about what you need to do to fix them. Take the entire car apart so you can replace <laughs> one bolt. Yeah, yeah. The, the battery. Uh, the battery. Headlight uh, goes out on a 08 Prius, $850. They what? have to take the bumper and the fender off the car to replace the headlight. To replace the headlight. Ever... How would you like to be in the service drive when you have to explain that bill to a customer? Yeah. Right. Wow. Just tape a flashlight. Now, to Toyota the front of being car. a great company, and, and uh, <laughs> all the manufacturers have finally figured out to do this. Right. Is to really work with customers in cases like that. They started refunding people's money when they realized it's like, you know, this is kind of an unreasonable thing. So, uh, the co- that's, I would say that's one great thing about the internet. We blast it all the time. But the court of a public opinion does get a stronger voice because of the Internet, and businesses generally respond by doing the right thing, where in the old days, yeah, yeah. that wasn't always the case. No, it was not always the case. You know, you what could tell it? somebody to suck it, and that would be it. Well, I you tell can't people do that all that the time. Well, but you're the exception that proves the rule. You get paid all that big DJ money. That oh, yeah, right. huge it. DJ money. I forgot. <laughs> you were telling me about a car. That, I think it was you was telling me. you were telling me about it. 
to have the oil change, they have to disassemble the car to the point where an oil change costs twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, some of the, that's what is uh, that? Who's, that wasn't me, uh, but that's oh, the you. Okay. Bugatti. What's the uh, fancy right, one? It was the Bugatti. Veyron, Veyron or whatever yeah. it is. The car goes two hundred fifty miles an hour. Yeah, twenty five grand for an oil change. Is it like special? <laughs> I'm guessing it's like special oil. It's just everything special about mm. those cars. Yeah, it's true. Zero W zero oil. Which is why you should buy a Corvette instead of one of those. There because you go. Corvettes, buy, even buy though Chevy. they're faster than hell oh. and really wonderful automobiles, they're still pretty reasonable to operate. They're, mm. it's, it's, the service bills are, other than the tires. <laughs> yeah, yeah, their performance is um, is second to very few cars, and the price tag is substantially less in most cases. Mm -hmm. I have a friend that has a Corvette, you know, Osgard. Oh, yeah. Osgard's got a Corvette, just absolutely, he adores that car. Yeah, these, these the, the last couple years of them, these cars are so spectacular, and you're right. I mean, it's it's still 60-some thousand dollars, um, but when you compare what you have to pay in a lot of uh, imports to get that kind of performance, it's less than half. I mean, th they'll hang with a GTR right now, and a GTR is a $140,000 car. Um, and like I say, other than the tires, if you get on these cars, you're gonna. You get, yeah. <laughs> you need new back tires. That's about fifteen hundred bucks. Um, they're still reasonable the service. So it's now. I hate to ask you product questions because you told me not to. Is <laughs> oh. has the has the mid-engine Corvette in the future been? It's been revealed. committed to that? Yeah, it's okay. been revealed, and, um, you know, we're signed up as a Corvette dealership, and they'll start to parade it around the country soon. Uh, then they'll send all of us out to, to Spring Lake uh, or Spring Mountain to do some testing on it, and we should be able to start selling it. Uh, don't quote me here, right, but sometime about this time next year. So for those of you that aren't car fiends, uh, Corvettes have always been front-engine cars, which yeah. is fairly typical. Yeah. Uh, but the ultra-high-performance cars are always mid-engined, which means the engine is pretty much right behind the back of the front seats, well, a two-seat car. Uh, and the reason they do that is it keeps the weight in yeah. the center of the car, improves the handling ability. Yeah. Uh, front-engine cars don't handle as well. And Porsche is actually the 911, which is a rear-engine car. It means the motor's out over the back axle. Those are not great handling cars either because, yeah. no, they tend to, they they tend to spin out. They tend to fishtail. Yeah. Now, they have all, all these cars have this modern electronic stuff that will keep them in line. But for a long time, the Corvette, Corvette purists were like, don't make a mid-engine car. But General Motors is like, if you really want to stay on the cutting edge of performance, we've got to move the motor back. Yeah, there's so many sophisticated systems now to really keep you in control of the car. I mean, you were telling the story earlier about Catherine getting out of control with mm -hmm. the with the Jag, right? Right. That's almost not possible in a Corvette unless you unless oh, really? you purposely turn off the systems. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've Which actually a lot of people do, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah they do. Um, but that's the main difference between this technology and some of the the cars we were driving quite a while ago, right? There's yep. a joke there, I'm sure. But uh, they put the power to the ground substantially better than they ever did back in the you know muscle car days. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's about it. So we got to wrap it up. Come yeah, back next week for uh, Mike will try to sell Tom an all-wheel drive Corvette. Right. <laughs> just, just don't tell him they don't actually make it. He'll never know. Okay. They'll make it an all-wheel drive Corvette. That's it for Car Selling Secrets. Thanks, everybody, and we will be back next week.